TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. The scoop. It's The Scoop with Doogie. TGIF Scoop Podcast Faithful. This is episode 224. We'll get to first round NFL draft fallout in just a bit. Maybe some things to look forward to this weekend, especially involving the Vikings. I can tell you in that regard, we will for sure catch up with Amani Hooker, Park Center High School, Iowa defensive back, although hybrid linebacker as well. The Big Ten defensive back of the year. We'll catch up with him. He's expected to get drafted at some point tonight. This is a podcast only. Only edition of the Scoop podcast. Typically on Fridays, we're on Score North, scorenorth.com, 1500 a.m. on your conventional radio dial here in the Twin Cities. We normally take up the 6 to 7 o'clock hour, but tonight with the NFL Draft, with its coverage starting at 6 o'clock Central, this will be a podcast-only version of the Scoop. The beauty there is I get to post it much earlier than Friday evening. Before we get to football, let's start with Drexel Transfer. I hope I'm saying his name. Alihan Demir. Alihan Demir, he recently took a visit to the Gophers. He's got some other schools interested. If he chose Minnesota, presumably, he would be their starting power forward next season. Let's catch up with him right now. Alihan, thank you so much for your time heading into what is presumably a busy weekend. Let's go sequentially. Let's go back to the end of your Drexel season. Were you tempted to stay at Drexel for your last year, or were you always looking at maybe trying to get to a Power 5, Power 6 type school? I mean, uh, I didn't really think about this stuff during the season. And uh, we didn't really have the best season at Drexel. And uh, I also want to make it to the Big Dance as just as, as, as another player in NCAA. So I just had this opportunity, came up to me, graduating early and uh, transferred to a Power 5 school where I can make it to a Big Dance and get more exposure. So I'm taking advantage of this rule. Has it been overwhelming? I mean, how many schools have touched base so far, Alihan? It has been overwhelming since I announced it, definitely. I think it's over 40 schools right now has contacted me since, since I announced it. So, I mean, what's that process been like, Alihan, where you're trying to, I mean, you clearly can't go visit 40 schools. How do you then, how do you then decide, okay, this school is a good fit, but maybe this school isn't a good fit? So, uh, you know, what I do is that, so my, uh, my thing is that I want to go to a school where I'm going to get a lot of playing time. There's an opening in my position so that I will be forced to play, you know. And uh, the system system got to be r- right fit for me. And the team should be a winning team because I want to I wanna go to a March Madness and make some noise there. So when you put all those into the filters, there's not that many schools uh, left it after, after those filters selected, you know. I do know it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where, yeah, that's where Minnesota, I mean, that's why I'm having you on this podcast. That's where the Minnesota Gophers fit really well into your equation coming off the year that they had. Now, we don't know if Amir Coffey will be back, but they have enough talent coming back where they can go back to the tournament. And they have a glaring need at power forward with Jordan Murphy graduating. Is that why Minnesota was your first visit? You view them as a really, really good fit? Definitely. Definitely. And after watching uh, some clips on uh, how Minnesota plays, I think I'll be a good fit in there. Take us through your visit. So you were here last weekend. How long were you here for, and what did that visit entail? 
Uh, I went in there the Thursday night, but I think the visit started on official started on uh, Friday morning. So what I did was I went through the facilities, the locker room, uh, weight room, trainer room, the practice gym the first day, and I met with some uh, academic advisors and uh, all the coaches and the players. And uh, it was just great, you know, everything. I, I really liked everything over there. People were really nice. Facilities were amazing. I was really impressed with uh, what I've seen and uh, what I heard from the coaches. And what about specifically head coach Richard Pitino? What was your vibe like with Richard Pitino? I mean, he's he's really a nice person. Uh, so him and him and I, we actually had a, something in mutual. We both watched uh, Game of Thrones and we talked about it a little bit. And you know, his dad is uh, coaching in Europe right now, so we watched his his dad's game actually in his office when when I was in there. It was just uh, nice. I, I I felt really close to him. Nice. So, what is next, Alihan? I mean, how many more visits will you absolutely take before you make up a decision? I don't really have a number in my mind. Like, I want to take this many visits, or I want to talk to this many schools. But uh, I'm going to visit Kansas State this this Sunday, and I, you know, I don't want to rush into my decision before seeing any other places. But uh, so I, I just said, you know, I don't want to do. I don't want to make my decision with only seeing one school. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna see uh, Kansas State this weekend and hopefully clear some more things in my mind and getting into my decision sooner. Who are some of the other schools that maybe you're not quite sure if you'll visit, but they have interest and you have some interest in them? Uh, Marquette was just here uh, this weekend. Uh, Virginia Tech contacted me. But, you know, I have questions about those schools, some concerns that uh, prevented me from visiting them, I guess, the right words. And I don't want to make it too overwhelming, but... uh, uh, California Berkeley has contacted me too, but yeah, it's about that. Do you have any concerns about Minnesota, Alihan? Uh, no, no, but I will, you know, if Amir comes back, I think uh, Minnesota will be will, will have a great team, especially Amir comes back, you know, I, I, I go there, we will be probably a top 25 preseason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if Amir comes back and if you came, I mean, take us through what kind of player you are. A lot of people listening right now don't necessarily know the style of player you are, what your game is like. Describe to the audience, if if you had to write a scouting report, for example, about your game, how would you describe the player that you are? Yeah, so I want to say I'll, I'll play both inside and outside. So I probably have a good footwork. You know, I can shoot the ball, I can dribble, I can pass. I think I'm a I'm a really good passer. I find open guys because uh, I used to play point guard when I was in Turkey. It's just a thing in Turkey. They they used to they make uh, tall players play the point guard so that they have a good vision when they grow and good passing skills as a foreman. You guys probably remember Hido Turkoglu. You know, he was one of the greatest Turkish players mm-hmm. in the NBA. And he he was the same. He was the same. You know, he played in the he played a point when when he was in Turkey, and he came here as a six man small forward. He was bringing the ball up in the clutch time, making all the older plays. So I, I will say I'm not as uh, I'm not as point guard as he is, but I think I can play. I can make plays in post, pace up. You know, driving from top of the key, shooting the ball, pick and pop. But, uh, yeah, it's about that. It's about and it. does your game translate well when moving up 
just a bit in competition. Now, you did play some some Power 5, Power 6 type schools, right? I mean, you guys played at Drexel. You played who? Like Rutgers, UConn. So, I mean, you have experience against bigger type programs. But your game, in your opinion, translates well to if you land in the Big 10 or if you land in the Big 12, for example? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, I think I, I have a good feel for the game. I think I, I make good reads offensively and defensively. I usually know like uh, when 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 to do what to do, so I think it will translate well. The Gophers a couple of days ago got a commitment from a power forward, a kid from Germany. Does that impact your decision at all that they brought in a player that plays your position? Yeah, it would impact a little bit, but uh, I'll talk to Coach Putin about it, and he said uh, it wouldn't really concern me as he's a you know he's a freshman and he's coming from a. He's coming from a Germany, so he's gonna go through the adjustment and go through the this process, which I went through the first time I came into the United States. I went to a prep school in Orlando, and the first year is always hard. You know, the game is so much different in Europe than it is in here, so it's it's kind of hard. I'll leave you with this. I mean, does Coach Patino is he just is he remaining in daily contact? Like even after your visit last weekend. You know, whether it's him or one of his assistants, are they touching base with you just about every single day? Yeah, yeah. I think Coach Petino is going to come uh, come here to visit me this week, too, during during this week. So, yeah, they're, they're on contact with me all the time. And when you say come visit here, are you still there in Philadelphia, Drexel? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm in school still. Okay, so, I mean, if... If Richard Pitino is coming to Philadelphia here in the coming days, Alihan, I mean, he clearly wants you. I mean, is that is that the vibe that you get, that the Gophers want you badly? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, that has to be a pretty good feeling that you know that at least one, if not multiple schools, really want you badly. Definitely. Definitely. It is. It feels great. Alihan, thank you so much for doing this, and hopefully I can be in touch in the near future, you know, especially if you end up here in Minnesota. Hopefully. Thank, thank you a lot. That was Drexel graduate transfer double-digit scorer Alihan Demir giving us some news that Richard Pitino will check him out in Philadelphia very soon. And Demir took his first visit to Minnesota last weekend. As he mentioned, Kansas State in on Sunday, Marquette, Virginia Tech, others kicking the tires, Arizona State, Arkansas, Texas Tech, some others kicking the tires on him. So he is one of those graduate transfers that is in demand. It's like free agency in college basketball. I believe the transfer list, Jeff Goodman does a good job with Stadium TV. I believe the list is now at like 700 players. 700 Division One players are looking to transfer. A number of them are graduate transfers. So if you have your degree, you can transfer and you are eligible. You don't need to fight for your eligibility. You are eligible right away. So in Demir's case, he will join a bigger school. He said he wants to get to March Madness, play in the big dance. Doesn't look like that's realistic next year. A Drexel there in Philadelphia. So he's going to transfer to a bigger school and he will be eligible right away. All right, let's continue the interview theme. We'll now switch to the NFL draft. Amani Hooker, Park Center High School, Iowa defensive back. He was the defensive back of the year in the Big Ten. He is only 20 years old. We talk about Garrett Bradbury, not that it's a big deal, but Garrett Bradbury, for example, the Vikings first round pick is 24 years old. Amani Hooker doesn't turn 21 until June, so he's one of the younger players in this draft. He will very likely go at some point today. Is it in round two? Is it in round three? But 
Amani Hooker is a really, really good player. He is going to help someone. He took visits to the Titans and Vikings. I also know the Bears, Patriots, Ravens, and Seahawks have shown a good amount of interest, although heck, oftentimes it's a team that ends up with you that hadn't shown a lot of interest. But those six teams have shown the most interest in Hooker. Vikings, Titans, Bears, Patriots, Seahawks, and Ravens. Let's catch up now with Amani Hooker. Amani, I mean... At this point, heck, we could argue it's hours, not even days. I mean, forget months, forget weeks. I mean, it's just it's hours. What are your emotions right now? Um, they're kind of everywhere right now, but I mean, it's coming up quick. I mean, it's been a long process since the last regular season game of college. So I'm um, going to the combine, pro day stuff, and, you know, just taking it all in, enjoying the moment because it only happens once. So just having a good time, enjoying it with my friends and family. On the process, I mean, it is nonstop. I mean, do you finally, at least for the next 24 to 48 hours, get to catch your breath a little bit yeah i'm um, doing a lot of you know interviews here and there but um, all over the phone in person all that stuff but you know you just find time just to chill out i mean I, i'm away from iowa that was my chill time you know driving in the car just listening to whatever i want to listen to and you know you do have that you know chill time but at the same time you do you know it's a profession now now you're a professional you gotta do some some other stuff on the on the side Take us through the last handful of months. So you guys get done playing, you're playing a bowl game, you get done playing. From that moment on, take us through the following few months that got us to this point. Uh, I went down to Florida, Boca Raton, Florida, and trained there for the combine stuff with XPE Sports. Um, it's ran by Tony Villani. Um, trained there, you know, awesome. I got to be around other great prospects, um, NFL prospects, and training with them. You know, you kind of measure yourself up to them, size them up, and, you know, get what it feel like what an NFL team or NFL training stuff might seem like. And then after the combine, you got the pro day stuff. And for that, I went back to Iowa, trained there with the best strength coach in the country, and along with two great, I mean, a couple great other, you know, prospects that are going into draft as well and um and then after that is staying in shape getting football ready because it's going to come quick and it's, so far it's been coming really quick so after even pro day did you go back to florida and now you're back in minneapolis for the first time in a while i stayed in iowa actually and was just working out there and um i actually have a dog so i was taking care of my dog as well and um i just got back today actually into minnesota so so i mean is this it's come full circle then right now that you're back here you know, and you get to spend it with your family and friends? Oh, yeah, definitely. It came full circle, and it ended by the end exactly how I want to end. When did the NFL first pop onto your radar? Uh, you're talking about during the season? Or? Well, just when you said to yourself, okay, I can realistically play in the NFL. Uh, after the regular season game. Um, after, um, you know, getting the Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year award, um, I actually didn't know if I was going to be able to get the award because I changed positions halfway through the season. Um, but I was fortunate enough to get it, and you know, just thanks to my coach and teammates for that. But um, and then talking with other you know, guys in the league as well, um, like Desmond King, Josh Jackson, a bunch of guys I looked up to and I played with as a freshman. So you know, they helped give advice here and there. You know, the pros and cons of it. So I mean, it wasn't even after like the 2017 season. I mean, you played, yeah. you played a fair amount, and you played well mm -hmm. in 2017. But yeah. really, the NFL didn't pop on your radar until late in 2018. I mean, obviously you think about it, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're just trying to play the best you can, you know, best your abilities and help the team out win and help the team win. And um, you know, if you do get the opportunity, you know, you're really thankful for it. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity as well. You touched on being the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. What does that award mean to you? It means everything. I mean, I always want to be the best I can be in my position, um, whether if I was playing receiver or whatever it was and happened to be, you know, safety, the DB, um, defensive back of the year. And, you know, I'm just fortunate enough to get that award. Um, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be, you know, the best DB because, you know, all of college football. But, you know, Big, Big Ten defensive back of the year is a pretty good award to have. 
And then take us through the position change. I mean, you. I mean, I guess that's a great selling point to NFL teams yeah, yeah. that you have position flexibility. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, they put me anywhere on the field, and I'll, I'll do a really good job. I'm, I'm very versatile. You know, I can do a lot of different things. You know, I'm, I'm a smart football player. I'm a student of the game as well. So I mean. You can cover, I mean, safety, but linebacker, can you play in the box? But then do you even feel comfortable just, you know, covering a receiver in the slot? Yeah, I mean, I've been covering a lot of receivers. I mean, that's what I did. I covered uh, Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. He's probably the toughest, toughest receiver I covered. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I can do a lot of different things. I'll be in the box. I can be in the deep middle. I can cover some receivers as well, and I'm not afraid to come up and tackle. You and Tyler friends? Yeah, that's my guy, yep. So, I mean, that had to be a fun battle. And when you say probably, I mean, was he the best receiver that you matched uh, up against? No, he, he was, definitely. I mean, he's, he scored. I think he had scored a touchdown on me. I think that was my only receiving touchdown I gave up all year was to him. And, uh, you know, he hadn't, I haven't talked to him, like, much about that situation, but we've been in touch here and there just after the season just talking a little football stuff. Yeah. Tyler certainly could have gone pro. He didn't. I mean, he'll be a pro next year. But, you know, thinking about you and guys like, you know, Ryan Connolly. Mm-hmm. Blake Cashman. I mean, just how much pride do you take in being a Minnesota high school football player that now gets to achieve his dream of playing in the NFL? A lot of pride because Minnesota doesn't get a lot of credit for their high school football at all. And I mean, you got guys everywhere. I mean, you got um, guys at Northwestern, Wisconsin, Nebraska. I mean, you got Minnesota high school players everywhere around the country playing. And, and, and it seems like everyone's doing well. I mean, everyone just goes out, competes. Every time you see a Minnesota guy in the field, you know he's working hard, going hard, and making a lot of plays. So you take a lot of pride in it. I know those guys are taking the same amount of pride I am, too. Take us back to your days at Park Center. And Iowa, like, legitimately, Iowa was your only offer? Uh, it was my only big offer. I had, you know, North Dakota State, um, New Mexico, some uh, FCS schools as well. Um, but, yeah, my time at Park Center was great. I mean, we had a great senior class, um, guys that really wanted to play football, loved to play football, and, you know, they ended up going, you know, Division Two, Mankato, Bemidji, and some went to some JUCO as well. So we had a good class, and Iowa came along end of my junior year, and um, they're actually – I was actually at North visiting Tyler Johnson, and the coach said to go check out um, this guy, Monty Hooker, at Park Center. So – I give a good shout-out to North's head coach for that. and um, But, yeah, it was, a, it was a perfect fit. Um, coaching staff was really good as well, and I just fell in love with the program. Yeah, I mean, are you a believer that things happen for a reason that yeah. – you know, I mean, you could have had all these offers, and maybe you don't end up at Iowa, but, heck, if you don't end up at Iowa, who knows? Maybe you're not in this position today. Yeah, I mean, I think things happen for a reason, um, and I pray about it all the time, about just making sure that I'm on the right path, and um, God's been good to me, and I'm just thankful for that, and um, I have no regrets about anything that happened. Take us through. I mean, so it's TJ Hawkinson, it's Noah Fain, it's you. Am I forgetting some guys? Uh, Anthony Nelson. Anthony Nelson, the other guy that uh, came out early as well, and uh, we got a great, great four guys that, you know, left early. I mean, we're uh, true juniors, me, me and Noah are two juniors, and then uh, TJ registered. He's a registered sophomore. So, I mean, we came out hungry. My freshman year, you could tell that um, Noah and TJ, you know, they came out with a little with grit. You know, they knew they had natural ability, and it was awesome to see, you know, all four of us grow and then end up making a decision at the same time. What were some of those practices like? I mean, you getting to match up against Fant, against Hawkinson. I mean, it was every day. I mean, they set the standard for what a tight end should be like, and that's a pretty high standard to live by. So then when I actually would face some tight ends in a game, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of left a big gap between them. So they kind of helped me out, and hopefully I helped them out on, you know, on the other hand. Take us through. I mean, I know you visited the Vikings. Did you also visit Tennessee? Yep. You talked to teams at the Combine. Mm-hmm. What is your selling point? What did you tell teams? Okay, here's how I can help you. Here's why I'll help you. Um, again, a guy who loves the game of football, a student of the game, and a guy that can do uh, anything on the field, whether it's you want me to play some offense, I'll play some offense. You want me to block, I'll block. Um, basically anything. I can do whatever you want me to do. Do you have any sense? I mean, 
Vikings and Titans visits. Mm. The word is the Seahawks like you. I've heard the Bears, the Patriots. But, I mean, do you have any sense whatsoever how this thing will shake out? I do a pretty good job of making sure that, you know, it's all even keel. I mean, they don't give you any hints here and there, but, I mean, they never, you never know what can happen. Do you think, though, I mean, is your sense that you'll get drafted on Friday? It won't be Saturday? Um, I have no idea. We'll see. So, I mean, what are your plans? I mean, do you watch the first round? I mean, will you have family and friends over Thursday and Friday and, if need be, Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch, definitely watch it Thursday and have, you know, friends and family around and then do the same thing for every other day until I'm picked up. And then, I mean, it doesn't matter where I go, they're going to get the best of me and it's going to be exciting for me. Have you thought about what that moment will be like when your cell phone rings? Um, I've thought about it a little bit here and there, you know, get a little emotional, but it's not going not gonna to be anywhere close to when it actually happens. But, I mean, are you one that does get emotional? Um, no, nah, not really. So, I mean, if I do, it's going to be a lot of firsts for a lot of people around me. So I'm tending to kind of keep things to myself and then, you know, I'll handle it from there on out. Unbelievably athletic family. We think about your brother, Mr. Basketball. Yeah. Is your brother able to get back here to town? No, he's not. He's actually, you know, in France right now uh, playing second year of basketball there. And they're kind of towards the end of their season going to the playoffs. So, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to be back here. But I know he's going to be here in spirit for sure. I mean, so – yeah, I was going to say, I mean, FaceTime or whatever. I mean, will Quentin be looped in somehow? He'll definitely be looped in. I mean, I know it's about, they're seven hours ahead, so it might be four in the morning there, but he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to be up for that. I mean, what's he meant to you? I mean, just being able to look up to him all these years. A uh, role model. I mean, a guy who just does everything right. I mean, from working out on, off the field stuff, on the field stuff, you know, working hard, um, putting in the time. If you really have a dream, go get it. Um, I mean, he's been a great mentor and person as well. I mean, if you, anyone who knows Q knows that he's just a great dude in general and great human being. I'll leave you with this. Is there, is there a defensive player in the NFL that you watch tape of or you try to model your game after? Is there anybody that sticks out? Uh, Ed Reed. I mean, growing up, Ed Reed's been my guy. Um, don't really have a fan of football NFL teams. I have always been a fan of just individual players, and he was my main one growing up. So, I mean, would you like to end up in Baltimore? I mean, if that's what they want me, then for sure. <laughs> that was Iowa Safety Park Center High School's Amani Hooker. I caught up with him on Wednesday late afternoon. He had just gotten back to town on Wednesday afternoon. Amani Hooker should go at some point tonight, whether it's in the second round or third round. Remains to be seen, and his older brother, Quentin, was a great high school basketball player. Mr. Basketball at Park Center led them to the state championship game in 2013. They fell to Tyus Jones and Apple Valley. Then he went on to North Dakota, and he's one of the great players in North Dakota basketball history. The Hooker family, one of the great athletic families in Minnesota in recent years. So looking at day two prospects that I know that visited the Vikings, Hooker is one. Cornerback from Houston, Isaiah Johnson, is another. Offensive lineman from Ole Miss, Greg Little, and tight end from Texas A&M, Jace Sternberger. Make no mistake on this weekend. This weekend, first and foremost for the Vikings, is all about helping Kirk Cousins. Sure, Mike Zimmer will get a toy or two to work with on defense, but the number one goal for the Vikings this weekend is helping Kirk Cousins. I would keep an eye on tight ends. I'd keep an eye on a wide receiver who can also return punts. They are looking for a punt returner. But yeah, I mean, at some point, I expect them to draft a linebacker. I expect them to draft a defensive Lyman, and there are many good cornerbacks sitting there on the board. So I would not be shocked at some point if they go cornerback, and certainly Rick Spielman will look to make at least one trade to grab an additional pick. He may not get to his goal of 10 picks, but I would not be shocked if he gets to nine picks. Currently has seven picks to go. Took Garrett Bradbury in the first round, eight picks total, but I would not be shocked if when it's all said and done, he actually has nine draft picks, at least if he can accomplish that. But I can tell you that he would like to accomplish that. On Garrett Bradbury, he didn't take 
one pre-draft visit. The word was from the Vikings, from some other teams, that he was a very safe pick. There were zero red flags. There was no reason to bring him in to the facility. That everything you needed to learn about him, you learned about at the Combine. The Vikings did have a formal interview with him at the Combine. So after that interview, there was zero reason for the Vikings to do any sort of follow-up visit. One other note about Bradbury that wasn't out there on Thursday night. Through the pre-draft process, through a mutual agent, uh, he became close with Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke, who went sixth overall to the Giants. The Giants play the Vikings Week 5, so Bradbury Bradbury and Jones became close friends. So what a night for those buddies. One going 6th, one going 18th. Other local draft notes after a hooker goes, Blake Cashman, Eden Prairie High School, former Gophers linebacker, should go. He might go today. If he doesn't go today, should go early tomorrow. The Bengals and Colts are the teams showing the most recent interest, but he visited the Vikings, the Saints, the Titans have shown a lot of interest, the Redskins, the Patriots. It's a pretty lengthy list when it comes to Blake Cashman, so he could go any number of places, the Chiefs as well. It looks like Donnell Green is trending in the direction of being drafted. If he is, he would be the first Gophers offensive lineman drafted since 2006. Then a reminder on Ryan Connolly, who was on this podcast last episode, Eden Prairie High School, Wisconsin Badgers linebacker. He took pre-draft visits to the Vikings, Packers, and Jets. He should go at some point tomorrow, Saturday, between rounds four and seven. A few other notes. Today is Gershon Rosas Day at Mayo Clinic Square. The Rockets assistant general manager is in for his president of operations interview. Then Chauncey Billups will interview early next week. Then at some point thereafter, it could be as soon as late next week, or maybe it's the week of, what would that be, May 6th. But we are inching closer to a hire. The Wolves don't have any pre-draft workouts set up quite yet. That could be because they are waiting for the president of operations hire. Reed Travis, DLSL High School, Stanford Cardinal, Kentucky Wildcat, most recently signed with agent Merle Scott. So Reed Travis has found an agent. He'll have some pre-draft workouts coming up, and he should get an invite to the combine. A reminder that Amir Coffee of the Gophers is with XL Sports Management, one of the big NBA agencies in the game. So he's got some power brokers in his corner. What that means for Amir's future remains to be seen on Amir's coaching staff, current coaching staff as long as he's a member of the Gophers. Richard Patino and company will be busy this weekend. It's a busy recruiting weekend. It's an open weekend, so coaches can be out and about. There are events in Dallas, Atlanta, and Kansas City. The one in Kansas City will feature Jalen Suggs, Chet Holmgren, and Prince Alegbe, all three from Minnehaha Academy. All three have Gophers offers, so it'll be a busy weekend for Richard Patino and staff watching a number of recruits and all the local guys. I mean, you think about Kerwin Walton of Hopkins, Dawson Garcia of Prior Lake, Ben Carlson of Easteridge. On those three, Patino got FaceTime with all three earlier this week. Then you think about, there's not a ton of interest right now, Gophers-wise and Dane Danger, just because there's there's some things that need to be worked out there. Dane Danger, though, if all works out, is a top 60 player in the country in the class of 2020. He is playing for Howard Pulley, so they're playing in an event, too, this weekend. So the Gophers coaches will be out and about, plus Javon Hadley. I've talked about him on this podcast a bunch. Javon Hadley from Matamidi, in my opinion. I think he's worthy of a Gophers offer. I do. I think he is that good. So the Gophers will be out and about watching all those young men and some other young men from across the country this weekend. Apologies, nothing to pass along on the Twins front. I am going over their pregame today. I'm actually not going to be at TCO Performance Center for the Garrett Bradbury News Conference. My colleague Joe Schmidt will be there, so it makes more sense instead of having two of us there. It makes more sense for me to be at Target Field. I am connecting with Derek Falvey, Twins Chief Baseball Officer, on the field at 315 this afternoon, so hopefully I'll gain some wisdom on the Twins talking to Derek. But hopefully this podcast worked 
Dow for you on this Friday morning, the 26th of April. We are done. That is Scoop Podcast 224, and it's a wrap. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.